already. episode 37 is that even possible is it 37 how the hell did we get to 37 last week i said it was 35 i wasn't even right i can't even keep track anymore there's so many four point plan podcasts out there it's magical it's beautiful it's changing lives it's saving lives it is march 7th 2021 in the land of pandemic and coronavirus we're all getting better and, and all of you are getting better, and we're all staying sober, and we're all doing it with the four-point plan. What's the four-point plan, you ask? Who are these weird dudes on the screen there, on the radio? They're telling you about the four-point plan. My name is JR. I'm a drug counselor in Los Angeles, California, and I'm here to bring you the message of the four-point plan, which is very simply 90 and 90, get sponsored, get a home group, get a commitment. I know these two guys, man. They did the four-point plan. They went to 90 means in 90 days. They got sponsors. They got home groups. They got commitments. And then they stayed clean and sober and their lives became beautiful and magnificent. And they joined me on a podcast and they're here today like always. So without further ado, let me introduce my friends. Let's start with Mr. Guy. Say hello, Guy. Hello, Guy. Hello, world. Hello, JR. Hello, Sean. Good to see you. see you guys this morning. Well, heck yeah, man. It's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day to be clean and sober. Sean, tell these people Indeed. hello with the four-point plan. Good morning. Thanks for having me back on the show. Long-time four-point planner. First-time caller, long-time planner. That's what I was going to say, but it didn't really make sense. So I it doesn't up. make sense, but it's awesome. Yeah. It's long- awesome that you're here, and it's awesome that you're here for a four-point plan. Let's talk about it a little more in-depth. 90 meetings in 90 days. I say you go to an AA meeting, an NA meeting, a CA meeting, a CMA meeting. Um, yeah, you could go to an Overeaters Anonymous meeting. Find Smart yourself meeting. someplace where you fit in. Get in where you fit in. I used to go to Heroin Anonymous meetings, and those things were dope. <laughs> Even Smart Recovery. Hey, Even Smart oh. Recovery works for some. I don't know any way that Smart Recovery huh? works for, but if you say so, I believe you. <laughs> dope, huh? Yes, Heroin Anonymous is dope, but there was never any money in the Seventh Tradition basket. <laughs> it was a good-ass meeting, so 90 and 90, man, from get in where you fit in. Find a meeting you can go to every day for the first three months of your sobriety. Do that, and then come back and talk to us, and we'll give you some more instructions beyond that. But to get started, you want to do 90 and 90, okay? Next thing you want to do is you want to find yourself a sponsor. You want to find somebody who's been through the 12 steps, know how the 12 step work so that they can teach you how to stay sober. Next up, you want to get a home group, which is a place that you can fit in, man, a place where you can go always. Um, Every week, we know you're going to be there at the same time, same place, same bad channel, right? So you want to get yourself a home group. And finally, you want to get service commitments, maybe more than one. Like some people are like, oh, well, you know, I'm the greeter once a week. Well, you know, that's cool. You're doing something. 
But how about getting like three commitments, four commitments, five commitments, get a lot of commitments. Give yourself lots of reasons to be in meetings because you want to be in meetings. Why you want to be in meetings? Because being in meetings saves your lives, okay? The other day, I'm sitting in a meeting and this character says, hey, I just finished my 90 and 90 and now I don't have to go to meetings every day and I have to figure out how to balance my recovery. And I was like, who the fuck is talking to this kid? Where are they getting this bad information? What the fuck do you mean now that you finished 90 and 90, you need to go find some balance? You know what that sounded like to me? It sounded like he has a little disease inside his brain saying, hey, you should get some balance now that you did 90 and 90, you should balance. <laughs> Maybe balance by not going to meetings and going back to getting fucking fucked up all the time. That's a good balance. Why don't you try that one? Because that's really what's happening. When I hear someone who's got 91 days clean say, oh, I'm going to stop going to meetings every day because I need to get some balance. I'm like, man, fuck your balance. That don't make no goddamn sense. Get some fucking recovery. Get some more recovery. You got 90 days in. How about you do 100 and 100? Why not try that? Why don't you do 180 and 180? Why don't you see what that does for you? For me, man, I don't need no fucking balance. I'll tell you what I need. I need more recovery because the more recovery I get, the more fucking rewards I get, man. I didn't never fucking get any rewards. Here's my thing. How much fucking balance did you have when you were using? Huh? Let's see. Uh, you skipped all your fucking family appointments. You, you, you called off work all the time. You got arrested. Like, what? where's the balance in that? Like, oh, well, my kid's got a quinceanera. I got to go to the quinceanera. So I, I got it balanced. Balance is very important. I got to spend time with my wife. Dude, you didn't give a fuck about spending time with your wife when you were sucking dick for crack, did you? Nah, you need to fucking forget about the balance and you need to get your ass into some more recovery. Like, I didn't have a 90-day drug habit. Like, that wasn't my – my drug problem was not only 90 days and that's it. I did drugs for fucking many years, bro. Many fucking years. And so you know what I needed to do? <sighs> I needed to go to meetings for many fucking years. 90 and 90? 90 and 90 is there to fucking get you started. It's part of the four-point plan. It's one of the things I tell people over and over again. Go to a meeting every day for, for three months, but – after that, go for another fucking three months. Maybe go to a meeting every day for three years. Go to fucking meetings. You don't need no fucking balance. I don't remember ever getting in the fucking cop car with my hands cuffed on my back and telling the officer, hey, officer, I, uh, I can't go to jail today. I'm trying to put balance in my life. I'm trying to balance my life, and I can only afford to go to jail three days a week and not, four, not, not today. Today's not part of my balance. No, that's not how that fucking works, man. I never told the dealer, hey, I'm not going to shoot heroin today because I'm trying to get some balance. I'm only shooting heroin three days a week. Three... <laughs> oh, shit. All right. So you guys tell me, what do you think about balance? I think that's ridiculous. I think before I got here, I was unbalanced. I didn't even know what balance was. So, I mean... So we, for my balance, AA is my balance. You know, meetings in the four-point plan is my balance. It's how I stay alive. I don't know. Maybe I don't need meetings every day. Maybe I can control my drinking. Maybe I can, but I can't take that chance. I'm not going to risk it because I just, you know, one bad move and I'm, I'm done for, for the rest of my life with my, uh, with my past criminal history. And I can't take that. So my balance is AA. Without AA or the program or the four-point plan, my life, my life becomes unbalanced. So I continue to go to meetings at least five days, six days a week. 
<laughs> I can see me and Guy getting together being like, hey, man, what happened to Sean? Man, he relapsed, man. Why he was balancing his life. <laughs> yeah, he was balancing. Yeah, he he yeah. had to do some balancing. That's. What, <laughs> I'll tell you what I know about balancing. When I yeah. got clean, I thought I was going to take a bunch of syringes, fill them up with heroin, glue the plungers to the floor so they were all pointing <laughs> up in the air. And then I was going to try to take a unicycle. I've never ridden a unicycle before. I was going to ride the unicycle over top of the syringes filled with heroin and try to keep my balance. That's about that's about how good I am at balancing. I was straight falling off the unicycle and got all shot up full of drugs because I can't balance shit. Here's my, I'm gonna go with imbalance. I'm gonna go with, how about as much fucking recovery as I possibly can do? How about that? Because I've seen people that do the minimum amount of recovery that they could do. They're called new admissions into detox. That's what I call those fucking guys. Hey, you going back to detox? Was that part of your balance plan? Like you're going to stay sober for a couple weeks and then you're going to go back to detox for a couple weeks? Is that your balance? Fucking yeah. idiots. They're fucking balanced. Guy, tell me about your balance. I know Guy. Okay, so here's the thing. Guy is always the controversial one. He's always the, the dissenting opinion. Tell me about your balance, Guy. <laughs> I don't want controversial. I have opinions, of course. Uh Look, we do a four-point plan. We talk about it here. That's going to get you involved in meetings. Hopefully keep you clean and sober away from away from the dangerous substance that you were doing or substances, whatever. So we do that <clears throat> to get you involved in, in recovery, get you, get you right in the middle of it. If you back off completely, there's, you're probably not going to have a balance. I agree. You're not going to have a balance. You're probably going to end up getting loaded again if you just get rid of it completely, you know? And sometimes some people might do that. They might just be falling in and then they'll just be like, well, I can decide to step back a little bit. Maybe I'm not going to do my commitment anymore. Maybe I'm not going to go to as many meetings anymore. Maybe uh, I'll go to the home group when I, when I, when it's convenient for me, when all of those things, right? If we if we back off enough, then sure we stand a chance of, of maybe getting getting loaded again. <clears throat> but I think that if we, from what I've seen, and even in my experience and a lot of other people that I've seen that that have really gotten themselves involved in this, they don't back off that much. You know, some of us depending on how long we do it, if you're, if you just did your first 90 days of being clean and sober, and then you, and then you back off to, to maybe go into one meeting a week, you're going to see a big difference in your life. You're going to feel unbalanced. I don't know how, whatever the hell that, that word is, you know, whatever it looks like for that person, you're going to feel, you're going to feel different. You just take away a lot of it like that. So, I would, I agree with you. I'm not controversial with you. I agree that. So maybe just keep going for a little bit longer after your first 90 days of abstinence and <laughs> stick with it a little bit longer. But yeah, I mean, you need to balance, you need to balance your life out, but you, I mean, the program should come first because sobriety has to come first. And then you kind of balance the rest of your life in with your program. Right. This is my, that's my experience. You know, after my 90, 90, I even asked my sponsor, I'm like, oh, so that mean I don't have to go to seven meetings a week? He's like, no, that's not what it means. I got to, I got to take Thursday, I got to take Thursday off, so I still was going to six meetings a week for the first year. 
but what I had to do after that, I, I went to, I got involved in H&I, you know, I went to hospitals and institutions and spoke on panels. I balanced that in my new program. And then I also balanced like the AA convention committee in my program. And it's, yeah. I, I had to balance more AA into my life around my, my, you know, work. And because without AA or without the four point plan and sobriety, nothing else matters. I mean, it's all a byproduct of, of life. Listen, before we got here, all we knew about balance was this. John knew how to balance the spoon on the sink in the bathroom. He knew how to balance it so none of the heroin would fall out. Guttering. Guy, guy knew how to sponsor how to balance a glass of beer or a glass of highball glass for liquor on the edge of the of the table so it didn't fall off. He would not he very still, well. He he, not he was very not well. very good at balance. He spilled a lot of booze, right? Now you balanced your head on the curb, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I used to balance an ashtray on my stomach, but I still would burn holes in all my clothes. <laughs> we were not very good at balance before we got here. So now all of a sudden we become <laughs> fucking balance experts. All of a sudden we're the fucking balance beam of AA. No, that's craziness. These people are crazy talking about balance. I say, fuck your balance. I love it because uh, I heard a uh, guy's sponsor talking about balance and he said the best thing I had heard yet. What, JR was right? No, he said... <laughs> No, he didn't say Gerald. Right. Yeah, I know he didn't. <laughs> he said, uh, he said, no one ever died from going to too many meetings. Yeah, true. <laughs> so yeah, when, when you were sharing, when you were sharing, I didn't really understand what you were saying, but now that you broke it down in, in that way, then it kind of makes sense. But before I was kind of like, oh, JR's kind of on a tangent right now. Fuck balance. <laughs> I was like, I was like, well, here we go. But now that you, now that you kind of, now you kind of define what you're talking about, it makes 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 more sense. Oh, yeah, I was so excited at that meeting when yeah, they started talking about balance. I raised my hand. I was like, Yeah, I know. I saw that. My hand is raised. <laughs> I knew it was. <laughs> I'm like, I want to talk about balance. Fuck your balance. I yeah. got your balance hanging right here off my nuts. I ain't into no fucking balance. Jesus, balance. Yeah, the balance, if it means that you're you're on the verge of getting loaded and you're not feeling comfortable, which a newcomer might save if they backed off completely from doing going to a meeting every day, then that's not balance. That's like, shit, I'm going to get loaded. So get back, get your ass back into into some more meetings. You know, I I understand what's what you're getting at. And oh shit, we still hear you. We can uh, hear you, brother. All right. So yeah, we we don't um, we don't just get rid of as many meetings or any meetings as much as we can. We just we try to get to get your ass back in because that's the balance. That's the balance where you're you're going to be on the verge of falling out. If you've, if you've been sober for clean and sober for 12 you know, years, year, two years, three years, you might have to find some balance to get a little bit more recovery, get some more AA, NA, some meetings in your life, uh, working with others, some type of recovery in your life. And maybe a little bit of time with your family, a little bit of time for work, a little bit of time for your health, a little bit of time for whatever, right? That's that's the kind of balancing that some people might talk about in recovery. But if you're brand new, saying I gotta figure out some balance, shit, you better make sure that a lot of balance has to do with some something in recovery, so you're not gonna go out. Yeah, balance, like either staying sober or not, then that's when we talk about something like this: the four point plan, coming to a meeting every day. All I can do is all I can do is compare compare my my life before I, I got here and it, it was not balanced in any way whatsoever. 
So, right. so I started coming to the program. I started to do the four-point plan. All of a sudden, my life becomes balanced. Why, why would I stop doing the thing that balanced my life? Before I got here, I didn't have a bank account. I didn't have any money, period. I was trying to balance this, balance that, balance not getting arrested, getting pulled over. And so why would I stop doing the thing that is starting to balance out my life? And, so the thing that might keep me out of meetings sometimes is – uh, my school schedule, my work schedule, because I work eight hours a day and sometimes I have class for six hours a night. So that's a 14 hour day that gives me enough time to sleep and that's it. So yeah. I, I miss meetings sometimes now at 12 years clean and it, it bums me out. I would rather go to a meeting every day. Okay. So when I graduated with my bachelor's degree about a year and a half ago, I wanted to prove to people that even with 10, 11 years clean, I still could do 90 and 90. And I went and I did 90 and 90. Now, there was one day that I didn't make it to a meeting, so I doubled up the next day. But it was the day that I flew back from Hawaii. Now, my point is, is while I was on vacation in Hawaii, I went to a meeting every day. And people were like, well, you're on vacation. You should be out enjoying Hawaii. And I was. But you know what was fun? Going to a fucking meeting in Hawaii. That shit was awesome, man. I fucking loved it. So I did it every day while I was there. So this whole balance conversation, this debate or whatever the weirdness is behind it does not make sense to me because even with 12 years clean and sober, I prefer to go to a meeting every day. That's how, that's the balance I need. That's the fucking balance I need because I've got a lifetime worth of fucking doing drugs over here. And if I fucking lay off of meetings, that balance gets imbalanced and the, that using drugs thing wants to get me back. It wants to get me back. Addiction wants me back. Heroin wants me back. And I know it because it lives in my brain. It never goes away. Once a pickle, always a pickle. We're like men that lost our legs. We never grow new ones. I got a goddamn disease in my brain that wants me to do fucking heroin. 12 years since the last time I did heroin, it's like, oh, JR, you know, we miss you. Why don't you come back? <laughs> like, you. Yeah, like if you see your dealer out on the street, he was like, oh, I miss you. I'm like, yeah, I bet you do, motherfucker. I bet you miss my $200 a day, don't you? You son of a bitch. I bet your kids miss me. I bet their fucking, their shoe dealer misses me. You motherfucker, ruining my life. I'll tell you what balances. <laughs> Balance is going to meetings every day, man. Balance for me, that's it. it. It's having my number one priority in my life has got to be my recovery. My sponsor told me that early on, and it, it remains true today. Sunday mornings, I wake up, I get to do the four-point pl four plan podcast with you guys, which I love. As soon as I get off here, I go into a sponsorship family NA meeting with my sponsor, my grand sponsor, and my sponsee brothers, and I love that shit. And like, it's just got to be number one before everything else, before I do my homework today, before I spend time with my wife or my family today, I have got to be in recovery. Recovery's got to happen every day for me in one form or another. If I'm not going to make it to a meeting because I'm at work and school all day, I better be talking to my sponsor. I better be talking to you two fools. I better be talking to my friends in the program. I got to keep it because if, if I take a day off, if I take a day off where I don't talk to my sponsor, I don't talk to anybody in recovery, I don't go to a meeting, that is fucking dangerous for me, bro. 
That is super dangerous for me. Some fucking fools are out there saying, well, that's balance. I can't have my life be all about the program. Now, you're a fucking moron, man. Your balance gets thrown off so bad. If you take a day off, bad things could happen. And I know what bad things happen for me, man. I'll be fucking shooting heroin until my arms fall off, and then I'll learn how to shoot heroin with my toes. I'm not kidding. There's a dude in India on YouTube that shoots up with his toes. So I'd fucking figure that out if I had to. And you used to be a subscriber to that channel, huh? <laughs> Still check on that guy every once in a while. So. All right. <laughs> yeah, we got to do something daily. I do too. Um, you'll hear that. <clears throat> it's talking to talking to another addict or another alcoholic. Frequent contact with with them is something we need to do daily. In my opinion, it's something I have done daily. At least on that. I haven't been to a meeting every single day in this past four plus years, but I have I have had contact with somebody in recovery, not just a practicing or an active alcoholic or addict, but I have had contact with somebody. And I've talked about recovery or I've talked about how we do it or all things like that. True. In the beginning, a place where I found where you you can have contact with people in recovery and doing that thing was at those meetings. Right. So I found out about, you know, it was suggested about the four point plan, going to a meeting every day, getting involved, going to a, to a home group each and every week where I got to see the same people, um, getting a service commitment, giving back to that meeting, becoming a part of that meeting, um, having a sponsor, someone you can talk to daily, Usually when you get a sponsor, you'll talk, you can talk to them daily or they, you can talk to them when things are getting really bad. They keep you connected as well. That's that connection that, that we're talking about here. And you have, to keep, you have to keep that going. You can't just say, all right, my balance is like, well, this week I'm not going to do anything recovery-based at all. I'm just going to ignore it. I'm going to ignore the things that, that want to get me loaded, that you, like that little voice in your head that, that JR talks about. I believe in that that voice. And it's there. It's there. Yeah, so, I do I do a minimum of five meetings a week. Three of those are with my sponsor, my grand sponsor, my sponsor sobriety. And then, and then I do this on Sundays. And I know this isn't a meeting, but it's, it's recovery based. So that this is still counts in my program. I'm not Mr. AA, but you know, I, I I also do I'm involved with central office on Thursdays and I do a meeting there on Thursdays and I'm volunteering there. But if I don't start, if I like take off one of those things, then it'll become a little bit more imbalanced. I take off another one, it's a little more imbalanced. I talk to my sponsor every day at 4 p.m. If I miss that, my life will probably become imbalanced. I don't know because I haven't missed that and I won't miss that because I have a timer set my phone for 4 p.m. every day. And if I don't call him, he will call me and ask me, what the, where the fuck are you? What are you doing? Why aren't you? It's 4.30. I have a half hour window to call him. And if I don't call him, he'll be at my door. Where are you? What are you doing? Not because he's my dad or not because he's, you know, trying to get me in trouble, but because he loves me and he wants to make sure that, you know, yeah. and it would, if I don't call him, then his life will become unbalanced. I think some, some addicts and alcoholics come in, they think of balance and they think of pouring shot glasses and having the shots be exactly the same level, right? <laughs> or maybe getting a bag of weed and splitting it with your friend. And so you, one of the guys will divide it in half and then the other guy will decide which half they take, right? That's how they know how to balance, right? So when people in recovery are trying to figure out how to balance, their fucking uh, addict brain 
is going to say, oh, okay, so I'll go to meetings and do recovery three and a half days a week, and then I'll drink and smoke heroin three and a half days a week, and that'll be balanced. (laughs) They don't don't know how to balance. They're drug addicts. We are drug addicts. We don't know how to balance shit, man. If I was good at balancing, I probably wouldn't have gotten addicted to drugs. Yeah, true. Exactly. I, I, I replaced my drinking and using with, with you know, with the program and the four-point plan. I'm a bad balancer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I would never get a balance. I thought balance was buying 10 doobies, selling seven doobies, and getting three doobies for free. And at the end of the week, I always owed money for more doobies. And I was like, oh, my balance is off. Oh, man, I suck at balance. <laughs> you got a bad scale. You had a bad scale. That was your problem. It didn't balance it for you. <laughs> Here's how good we are at balancing. We used to carry a little metal scale in our pockets to see how much our weed bag weighed. Uh, and it, it was not very accurate, but that's how good we are at balancing. We're about as good at balancing as that little fucking hand scale that we've carried in our pocket <laughs> for the weed. Yeah, before yeah. digital. Yeah, I remember those. Wow. Like, oh, look, it, it looks like three grand. That's all we had. <laughs> It looks like two grams to me. Oh, man, you're trying to rip me off. It's only two grams. Look at it. Oh, hang on. There's something on there. It's holding it back. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. Let me clean it. Hang on. Now now try it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we're not very good balancers. I, I understand. And that's, that's a good point, JR. We're not good balancers. You know, we, we try to balance our our substance use and it didn't work out for us so we end up going say man i need i need help of some kind i need i can't stop this stuff <laughs> so we we start getting recovery in our lives that gives us that little balance of whether we're going to get loaded or not <laughs> you know bottom line that's that's our number one goal right here it has to be because when when we start getting if we think we can start using again getting loaded again, drinking again, all of that stuff. And then we try to say, well, I just need a little balance. You know, I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to come, I'm just going to, I'm going to need to get a little bit more A in my life because uh, I'm getting loaded. <laughs> you know, no, <laughs> you, need more ba- you don't need a little balance. You just dive back in uh, on the recovery side of it. More balance and more uh, girl pad. <laughs> I was going to a lot of meetings. So let me balance it with this glass of whiskey. Oh, okay, now I feel balanced. Yeah, you're talking about you know, on the verge of going out. No, not balance. You need. I think a normal meetings again. I think a normal person can balance. You know, going to work all week, every day, spending time with their family, fulfilling their responsibilities, and then maybe on a Friday or Saturday night going out and having a few cocktails with their friends, not too many, making sure they take a, a cab yeah. home or something like that. What's that, like? that sounds like, that sounds like a, a Twilight Zone movie or something. <laughs> I can't. Right, talk about balance. I'll be right back. All right. There what? he goes. All right, from? let me tell you about JR. Okay. <laughs> this guy, Jay, the guy is so controversial. No, but like when I think about balance, you know, before yeah. I got here, like I, I was always trying to balance, you know, my, my addiction and I would have to find loopholes or manipulate or steal or 
you know, try to control everything to balance it for my favor so I can stay loaded and stay, you know, just stay out there in the ruckage. I don't know. Yeah, we try to control. Yeah. So and I try to manipulate. Fuck, I can't control it. So we get, get our asses in, in the meetings. We start saying, man, I need help. Let me go to these meetings. <clears throat> and like what we talk about, we go to 90 of them in 90 days and at least in the beginning. At least. And, you know, yeah, and you, you're still in your first year. If you do those 90 and 90s, you're probably going to keep going after that. That's why I think they brainwash you. Talk about these things right here. And and not just us. A lot of sponsors will tell, tell their new sponsees, all right, I want you to go to a meeting every day for 90 days. Absolutely. I'm going to work with you. I want you to do that. You know, it's not like we invented 90 meetings in 90 days. It's something that's been going on for a long time. Oh, hey, don't be giving away my secrets. I want people to think I have money. <laughs> well, we don't call. <laughs> you don't have a patent on it. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure. Even, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Even the courts say 90 and 90 when you get when you get arrested or something. They want you to go do me. Yeah, yeah, they do too. The courts use it because they know. Like this, some get your. This guy needs a radical change in his life. I know that for a fact because when I got in trouble a few years back and they told me to do 90 90. I did about two of them, and I just filled out the rest of myself. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, definitely don't say that. That people are going to start filling out their, their court cards, man. So no, that's a yeah, but it's perjury. It's perjury, and it's a felony, and you know they will get you, and you will get caught <laughs> because they know. I think that ninety and ninety is just training. It just teaches you how to go to meetings every day. You yeah. do that for three months. At the end of ninety and ninety. I wasn't like, oh, time to get some balance. Now I need to go find some balance and not go to. No, I was like, fuck, man, I go to meetings every day. It's what I do. Before, I could not stop, man. I could not stop no matter what. So now, now I can stop, man. I, I can go to meetings every day. I can, uh, I can stay sober. I can stop hurting my family. I could stop breaking the hearts of the people that love me the most, you know, because I go to meetings every day. It's a bitching way to live, man. I'm so happy. Yeah, I got so, brainwashed. I got brainwashed because when I first started going to my home group, Quality Life, yeah, I got, you have to do 90-90, read the big book cover to cover, get a commitment in every meeting. And every every commitment you get is a minimum of six months long. So even after your 90-90 is done, you still have commitments at every single meeting at every, every day of the week. So you're still coming back for at least another three months. And by the time the, the commitments are up, you get another one. So just you know, it just keeps prolonging the your recovery. So I'm actually super grateful that I got brainwashed. I think my brain, my mom brainwashed me when I was a kid, but this is a better brainwashing. <laughs> sorry. sorry, mom, I love you. <laughs> our brains and our bodies. Yeah, it's a rewiring process. You know, it's everything in my my brain had to be rewired, and it's not even done being rewired. I have a lot of work to do. But like the, the the main ones are starting to get rewired and like you know revised and updated and you know it's you know they're being patched to do the right thing to live the principles and just to do the next indicated next step. When I first got it, I mean it's still like it comes down to even like putting your seatbelt on or just like saying good morning to somebody and it's not just being being honest and it's it's a trip how before you know mm -hmm. it you'll you'll see how much it starts working in your life without you even realizing it being on time and paying your bills on time and all of a sudden your credit starts going up and you have a bank account and 
like JR told me, you know, two years ago when I first met him, he said, you stay sober, you will, you too will have bills. You do right. have bills. And he was right. I fucking love that, man. Because before I got sober, uh, I never put my name on a lease. I never put my name on an electric bill or a gas bill. I never bought a car with payments. Like, uh. like I, I was, I was not able to do those normal things that normal people did. Like I had to stay off the off paper. I had to stay off the radar. I didn't want anybody to be able to know what I was up to. Right? No, no good reason. I was just fucking irresponsible. And so when when I would sit in meetings early on, and they would say become a productive member of society i would sit there and i would think oh man i want that right i want that like i don't have any place to live because i i can't fucking sign a lease because i have no rental history i have shitty work history and i have no bank account like i can't get my name on a place and i want that and now dude i got so many fucking bills it's crazy but it's uh it's a result of staying clean. So this is the point that we always try to make, man. If you just fake it till you make it, if you just do the four-point plan, if you go to 90 meetings in 90 days, you get a sponsor and use that sponsor and you talk to them every day. If you get a home group and you never miss that home group and you build relationships with people in that home group. And more, most importantly, if you get service commitments at meetings and you build up that responsibility factor in your brain where you're going to show up when you're expected to show up and do what you're expected to do. If you do these things and you just keep doing them and you just keep doing them, do them for 90 days, do them for 180 days, do them for a year. If you do that, your life will transform. My sponsor always used to say to me, um, do the program for a year. If you don't do it for a year, can you say you really tried? And at the end of that year, go look in the mirror and, and, and ask yourself, has anything changed? If nothing's changed, fuck it, go out and get loaded again. But if you can look in the mirror and you can see a real change in your life and you like what's happening, then keep doing this thing. And sure enough, man, that's what I did. And <laughs> he always, I heard someone else's sponsor tell him, just stay for six months and see if you change. And I said, Bob, that guy only has to, uh, he only has to, to do it for six months. Why you make me do it for a year? He said, well, you're, you're twice as difficult as most people. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to take, take a lot more work to get you bounced out. <laughs> good job. You got a good sponsor. <laughs> that's, your, that's your same sponsor today, right? Yeah. And I remember, so I'm doing this thing the first year and I'm going to lots of meetings and I, I got lots of commitments. And every time I qualify for a new commitment, like a GSR commitment or an area or regional level commitment, I would take it on. Uh, I would speak at meetings. I would speak at uh, panels. And um, I still struggled. Like I would, I, I came from nothing. I came from being homeless and broke and nothing. I had nothing. I had no bank account. I had dirty clothes. I was the lowest i was at my bottom and so i did all these things i worked really hard at recovery and i saw this guy who i admired as a friend but i thought he was a failure at life and he had a lot of clean time and i went to my other friend and i was like hey i don't want to stay, stay clean if i'm never going to get a better life and he looked at me and this is a guy i had 14 years clean matt big matt we called him big matt i looked up to him and he said, JR, I've never seen anybody do what you're doing and fail. And I believed him. And it felt so good to know I was on the right track.
And I can say that to both of you motherfuckers now, because I've seen you guys since day one, right? And I can tell you guys, I've never seen people do what you guys are doing and fail. So the future looks brighter. Like with 12 years clean, your life's going to be so much better than mine at 12 years clean, because you guys are both smarter than me. Like, fuck, Sean's about to bypass both of us, guys. He's only got fucking 18 months. But, uh, 18. Oh, he's more than 18 now. <laughs> Isn't he? April 24th. So, 18 until April 24th. And <laughs> yeah, one year. This is, I don't do NA, so I have one year. He's got one year. He's one. <laughs> if all goes well, next month will be. Well, yeah, if I keep doing We'll see. Ten months. <laughs> if, no. I keep, if I keep doing what I'm doing, I will have 23. two years next month. I can't see. It's just like, oh. Yeah. We do that, man. We start to care about other people. We got self-centered disease, and then we have a spiritual awakening. And part of that spiritual awakening is giving a shit about other people. Is I love Sean, and I'm excited for you when he gets another year clean. Does that have a repeat for the next year? Is that a forever? No, no, that's it. It ends after two. That's it. Yeah, we got to put it in every year. Oh. <laughs> every month. <laughs> With mine, he's got to put it in every day. He's like. <laughs> up, up, up until five years, right? Uh, five years, then you can program it forever? Well, you're a newcomer oh. for the first five years. Right. Then you hear a pop, and that's your head popping out of your ass. Nothing's guaranteed. Even at 12 years. It's just, it's just as easy to unprogram those as it is to program them. It's actually easier. I've been hearing a lot of stories, man, about people with 15, 19 years going out and using. And so at yeah. 12 years, man, I don't feel safe. I don't feel like, oh, well, I'm good. I got balance in my life, so I'll be okay. Nah, man. Uh, the more <clears throat> I hear about that shit, the more my ass needs to be in a meeting. I need to dedicate myself to this shit like hardcore because I got to do this, man. I got to stay sober. I got to have a life beyond my wildest dreams. I need to keep doing what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? I need, to check, I need to check your browser history to make sure you're not looking at unicycles to buy. Yeah. Ooh, I can balance with my <laughs> unicycle. <laughs> Package outfits. I'm going to ride this unicycle to Walgreens. <laughs> If you're listening to this and you got a family member that's a drug addict and they're talking about outfits, those are syringes. You want to make sure that your, your kids aren't grabbing new outfits because they're just grabbing new syringes, man. And if they are, maybe you need to turn them onto the four-point plan. Maybe they need to know about 90 and 90. Maybe they need to find some meetings in their neighborhood. I needed to find people that used like I used and drank like I drank so that I could be understood. I had a disease that lived inside my brain that told me I was special and different and nobody could possibly understand what it's like to be me. And if they lived the life that I lived, they would drink and use too. And that nothing was ever going to help me stop because I was in too much pain all the way down to my soul. All these weird messages, man, that my brain was giving me. And the reason my brain was giving me these messages is because it wanted me to keep drinking and using. All right. So I had to counteract those. I need to balance out my life with going to meetings and hearing people say, we understand. We drank like you drank. We used like you used. And we turned our lives around and we got awesome lives because we go to lots of meetings and we call our sponsor and we go our home group and we got commitments. I had to find these people, man, because otherwise, without a question, I'd be dead. And I'm pretty sure 
with these two fools I got on this podcast with me, both of them would be dead too. Yeah, guy, you could look at me funny, but you know as well as I know that your ass drank like a fish, uh, a yeah. fish in the ocean. You could have drank the, the fucking Pacific, brother. You'd be in the morgue. Check the morgue, motherfucker. Check the morgue. Where, where's guy? Check the fucking morgue. I, I, everybody would ask me for wishes all the time when I was drinking that much. Wishes? They'd be like, can you give me three wishes? I'd be like, what are you talking about, man? They'd call me Genie. So in the bottle. Bottle, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Guy is a genie in a bottle. Well, now you're out the bottle, man. You're, you're yeah. out of water. I'm granting grant, myself wishes now. All yeah. the wishes I wanted are starting to come true now. Hell yeah. Hell I yeah. chance of getting them. Hell to the yeah. As long as you balance out your life. <laughs> it's only balance, man. Is The only balance I could see is if I fucking do recovery as long and as hard as I did drugs. And I did so many drugs that they wanted to amputate my arms from fucking putting too many drugs in them. I was able to keep my arms, but there's no question in my mind that if I go back to using, I will lose my arms, right? So I need to keep fucking doing meetings until it becomes life-threatening. And so far, so far, no one has ever died from going to too many meetings. The great wise man said, nobody's ever died from going like to too guy. many meetings. <clears throat> yeah. That's not my Bob. That's your Bob. That's my Bob. Oh, first time I, first time I heard him say that, it, I was like, I like that. <laughs> Did you believe him? Yeah, because I heard at that point, <clears throat> you know, I got him, got Bob as my sponsor later on, but I was already doing the ninety and ninety, and I was like, yeah, I was like buying into the like go to meetings a lot and just getting myself involved in it too, you know, getting, getting a commitment at the meetings, start talking to the people at the meetings, not just go, show up there and look around, you know, I would, you know, I was getting involved. And then uh, he said that and I was like, all right, this guy, he likes to go into meetings too. And I would see him at meetings all the time as well. You know, I'd see this guy at meetings a lot. And now, and I was like, all right, he takes this thing pretty freaking serious. And now you now you have grandbabies. Yeah. Sponsors, yeah. grand sponsees. Yeah. How does that make you feel? Pretty wild. Is that why you grew your beard out so long? Yeah. More, more distinctive. Beard, uh, wiser. <laughs> <laughs> you need to balance your meeting attendance better than you balance that fucking beard. Jesus, if you listen to the podcast today, you can't see Guy. He's got this neck beard that just goes on forever. It is the most disgusting thing in <laughs> life. It looks like someone's in a raccoon tail and glued it to his fucking that neck pretty beard pretty, here. It is horrendous. That it looks <laughs> like there's a dead animal on your face. Oh my God, it's, that's the ugliest beard I've ever seen in my life. Have you ever seen a beard before and you, or you just made this one up on your own? <laughs> oh, is that thing on your face, guy? Oh my goodness! So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you can't see it, just trust me when I tell you, guy has oh, yeah. the ugliest beard in California. If you can't see it, you're in luck. Gr, maybe when you hit uh, 13 years, you'll be able to grow a beard. One, I don't know, but it's like if you can't see it, you should be. <laughs> you're super happy. 
<laughs> you Thanks. look like you're going down on a hippie chick at a Grateful Dead concert. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> well, I hope everybody enjoyed talking about balance. I know I did. Because the truth <clears throat> is, the only balance I need in my life, man, is I need to stay sober. And otherwise, I'm off balance. If I'm using, my balance goes out the window. It goes straight to hell. Because if I'm not in recovery, I'm into fucking using. If I'm into using, I'm into jails, institutions, and death. Like, what? do you really want your balance to be fucking in a fucking casket? I saw a photo of my fucking nephew, man, and it was so heartbreaking. Because he was in his casket, his fucking red t-shirt, and his, his girlfriend and his one-year-old baby was in her arms and she was reaching out to him in the casket. And it was just heartbreaking, man. It was just the saddest thing you ever saw in your life. And it was all because, man, there was no more balance. There was fucking drugs and death. And that's the balance you get, man. If you keep using, you don't fucking get to stick around. You do not get to stick around. And so the way to balance it out, man, is to just stay sober, just to fucking go to lots of meetings. And then just, you know what? Fuck balance, man. Fuck balance. What you need to do is imbalance your life and have it full on, heavily tilted into recovery. No one's going to fucking relapse because they went to too many meetings. Oh my God, what happened to that guy? Why did he relapse? Well, because he was really into AA. Bullshit. You know what happens to people that are really into AA? They stay fucking sober for a long fucking time. What's Danny Trejo got? 40 years sober? 50 years sober? That motherfucker goes to meetings all the time. And he's fucking rich and famous. I'm just saying, man, you don't need you don't need to fucking come up with any new ideas. Your fucking thinking sucks as balls at 90 days anyways. What you need to do is go to lots of meetings until you fucking die. How about that? Just go to lots of meetings for the next 50, 60, 80 years, okay? And then don't worry about fucking balance and shit, all right? If I was worrying about balancing, I'd be on a fucking unicycle falling down and getting shot full of heroin. So fuck all that. I'm just going to stay off the unicycle and stay in the meetings. What do you think, Sean? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. What's balance look look like for you? I understand what I was going to say. I don't know. I mean, because I know we talk about brainwashing, and it kind of sounds like a negative negative thing, but that's what, like, for me, that's what my brain needed, because my brain knew one way, and that was just to to stay off balance and stay getting loaded and stay, you know, causing chaos. And so we talk about the brainwashing, it's actually a positive thing because, you know, my, my whole brain had to get brainwashed and rewired to, to work. Because I, I didn't know any other way to live. My life was unbalanced. Without AA and the program and the four-point plan, my life has become balanced. And everything that I have and am working for is a direct result of the four-point plan. Sean out. Guy, what do you think, man? Four-point plan, balance, what do you think? That Balance means nothing if you're getting loaded. You got to, number one, stay clean and sober. Stay in this thing. Four-point plan is a good way to, to get people in this thing and to keep them doing this thing. And I think that's why, that's why we talk about it. That's right. Here's what we want you to do. We want you to find a meeting. We want you to go into meeting, and we want you to balance your ass on a chair in a meeting for the next 90 days. And then you got to get sponsored that meeting. You got to find a home group meeting and you got to get commitments at meetings because the four point plan is where the balance is at, baby. The four point plan is where recovery is at. 
at Four Point Plan is where you can find a life beyond your wildest dreams. And I know all about finding life beyond my wildest dreams because I did with the Four Point Plan. And you can too. Four Point Plan, life beyond your wildest dreams. 99 get sponsor, home group and commitment. Four Point Plan is the way to go, baby. Yeah. <laughs>